You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly pop and geek culture show covering movies, TV, games, and comics. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that can't promise you that Taylor Swift might appear during the episode. Um... But you'd have to stick around to find out if that's true or not. And tell at least five of your Swifty friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're looking for that 400% bump. Swi- the, 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 the Swifty bump. Yeah. We're looking for that bump, yes. Uh, yeah, I'm Cody. I'm Sam. I'm Samantha. And we have a special guest with us this week. Uh, back again, Jordan Taylor. Hey, everybody. Yay. Hey. Right. Is it Jordan Taylor or is it? Yes. Jordan Taylor Swift. Oh, <laughs> you'll never know until the end, I guess. We'll just have to, yeah, it'll be a surprise till the end. Uh-huh. Tell your friends. <laughs> but uh, so we have a great show for you this week. A uh, bunch of news and things we're going to go over. But first, let's talk about some things we have been checking out. Check it out. We all did the dance that time. It's a good dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, some things we've been doing this week. We'll start with our guest, yeah. Jordan. Cool. Putting you on the spot first. <laughs> Yay. Uh, I don't know. Do you want art? Do you want books? Do you want both? All of it. Give me yeah, all, all right. of it. Uh, I just started a new book that is an anthology, which I didn't know it was an anthology when I picked it up. But uh, the first story is... Uh, there is, uh, you know, stuff falling from the sky and there's this warning system that tells everybody like, Hey, asteroids go for cover, etc. Mm-hmm. And it malfunctions. So people think that the world is ending and all the stories are like, you have 12 hours. What would you do if you thought the world was ending? Oh, they, interesting. Yeah. It's a bunch of different, uh, romance authors and stuff. And they all wrote a little story that takes place with different characters, but in the same time and universe, universe. And stuff. Interesting. Interesting. So. What's it, uh, what's it called? Uh, it's called Even If the Sky is Falling. Okay. It, it's like when that warning system in Hawaii <laughs> broke and everybody thought they were going to die there for about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> or or that warning system that came over my cell phone earlier this week that woke me up oh, no. and I thought I was going to have a heart attack. <laughs> At least you didn't turn into a 5G zombie. <laughs> I did not turn into a 5G zombie. Yes. It was a close call though. That, yeah. It was. I, I felt my skin itch there for a second, but you know. I thought about brains for a second. But Turns out it, you had ringworm. Yeah, that's all it was. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Just, just the usual day. Just yeah, one of my normal days, you know? Yeah. Well, that, sound, that book sounds great. Uh, uh, what is your favorite? Uh, how far are you into it? What's your favorite sto- short story so far? Uh, I've only, I've through the first one, about halfway through the second one. Uh, I'm liking the second one a lot. Honestly, I found the book because the audiobook narrator I really like her and hmm. I on the Libby app you can just search for those people too. Oh, like interesting. If, if you like a narrator, you can see more books they've read. And so that's how I found out about this book. So I'm on the story that her name is Sunila Nankani and she's a really good audiobook reader and uh she's doing the story that I'm in right now. So Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Very cool. That's good. Very cool. So you mentioned art as well. You have art uh, I do have art. I say as though I don't know what the answer is. <laughs> Question mark? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, if what you're... What is this art? <laughs> so you take this stuff called paint. <laughs> uh, so uh, next Saturday, October 14th, 
There is a show opening at the Mansfield Art Center called The Crow Show, where all of the art is crow themed Mm -hmm. and it's juried. And I got into it for the second year in a row. Congratulations. Thank you. Very excited. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah, we went last year uh, to see all the crow art and also the Mansfield Crow Man. Yes. Mansfield's own cryptid. Totally real, totally actual cryptid. He was there. He threw pumpkins (laughs) off the building. It was wild. (laughs) (laughs) But no, the the show itself was really, really cool last year. They had a lot of really good art and a lot of really good stuff. Oh, yeah. It's a great great show. Also, crows are cool. Yeah. Just in general. Yeah. Apparently, uh, a murder of crows uh, nests outside the art center every year. So they decided to make a festival of it when they come back. So pretty cool stuff. Really awesome stuff. If we wanted to talk about books more, we've been listening to an audiobook that's yeah. been pretty good. Oh my god, I blanked on the name. <laughs> Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Yes, The Invisible oh, Life of, of Addie LaRue. It's about a French girl from some past century, way in the past, hundreds of years in the past, mm-hmm. who makes a deal with some sort of elder god type creature um, because she doesn't want to get married to some dude. Sounds fair. And the, of course, the the elder god like spins it in a way that he twilight zones her basically, so no one can remember her after she's she left there. She wants to belong to no one. Yeah, she wants to belong to no one. So the elder god makes it so no one can remember her after they, she's left their line of sight. Huh. Huh. So, so she's the silence. Also, and, yeah, yeah, and also, also, she's immortal. Wow. So she lives through hundreds of years of life without being able to be remembered or make any sort of like lasting mark on the yeah, world. She can't make any mark on the world. Yeah, she can't write. She can't do art. Huh. Say her name. Yeah, she can't say her own name. Oh wow. Huh. And and it goes through her life throughout this time period and during the modern day. Um. I don't want to get well. She meets. This isn't on the book jacket. That she she meets a guy that suddenly can remember her and hmm. she can say her name to him, and it goes on from there. And it's it's very good, very yeah. interesting story. That sounds really awesome. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna put that on my list. Definitely not right now. Very I'm not really typing. Good <laughs> yeah, but the, whoever reads it is does a pretty good job too, and. And does a little twinge of French accent in her voice that that sets the mood yeah. well. Oh, very cool. Um, but yeah, we've, we've really been enjoying listening to that. It's better than the one we listened to before, Ghost Eaters, which is about somebody invents a drug that makes it so you can see ghosts and ghosts can see you. And it turns into kind of like a way too on the nose um, addiction oh, type sure. story. Oh, yeah. Grief and addiction and that whole cycle. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And how grief can kind of become an addiction too. The only thing really good about it is there's some really great um, gross like monster ghost descriptions. Mm. Nice. But uh, other than that, I, I, it kind of left me cold. Ah. Pun I guess intended. <laughs> <laughs> want to talk about your new favorite exorcist <laughs> my new favorite exorcist we watched the movie the other night we watched that the pope's exorcist oh yeah okay uh, it was actually a lot of fun all right uh, it's russell crowe is the mm. pope's exorcist 
Okay. And he's got a, a bad case of a nasty demon to go hunt down. <laughs> um, and it's absolutely like a painfully generic possession story mm-hmm. that rides is good specifically because Russell Crowe is good as the character. <laughs> like if it, if it wasn't the whole thing's him. riding on him. Yeah. If, yeah. It, if it wasn't him playing this, this like kind of, I don't know. How would you describe the character? Goofy. Yeah. And he doesn't, he's, he's not by the book. He doesn't follow all the rules kind of. Like he's a loose cannon. Yeah, he's a loose can. That's exactly. He's a loose cannon, but he gets the job done, and also the Pope thinks he's great. The the other cardinals, not so much. Yeah, has a great Italian Italian accent. Yeah, the whole time. (laughs) We spent the rest of the night just. What were we saying? I don't know. Do, we're doing bad Italian accent. <laughs> he rides a little scooter. Nice. Nice. <laughs> like oh, a Vespa around. Like uh. a long jacket. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, that sounds great. It had no business being as entertaining as it was. <laughs> like almost every scare in it, they, they crib from the exorcist really bad. Like, <laughs> it, it really doesn't do anything like innovative or interesting, but. It's Ru- all on Russell Crowe. Yeah, Pro. Russell Crowe's performance carries the whole movie. Yeah, <laughs> nice. that's great. That's great. Uh, speaking of movies, so last week I, I talked a little bit about rewatching Cannibal the Musical, right? So on a whim, I went and found the movie that I'm pretty sure Trey and Matt watched that gave them the inspiration to do Cannibal the Musical <laughs> called The Legend of Alfred Packer. It's this made-for-TV movie from 1980. And wow. it's, I mean, it's terrible. Uh, it's, the acting in it is horrible. It uh, doesn't star anyone that has gone on to do anything. It is like the most painfully generic Western movie. <laughs> However, there are scenes and lines pulled directly from it in <laughs> Cannibal the Musical. Wow. Um, in this version, uh, Swan is a is a reverend, just like the other ones. You have the... Was oh, he the not one, in real life? He wasn't in real oh. life, no. Uh, there was uh, one that was a young boy who just wanted to go and meet a nice young dame and do all this, <laughs> which is in Cannibal the Musical. At one... Uh, and even to the point, okay, so there are the, the, the evil trappers. Right. And one of them, the trapper's name is Lotzenheiser, who apparently was a real guy. And in Cannibal the Musical, he's the one that they keep saying nice hat because he's wearing a skunk hat, a with, like a with googly, with googly eyes. eyes. <laughs> well, they introduce Lotzenheiser in the the Legend of Alfred Packer, and he's wearing a skunk skin hat. Oh, no. <laughs> that I'm pretty sure they probably watched it and watch while watching the film went, nice hat. <laughs> At one point, someone wakes up screaming the name Ike over and over, which is something that happens in Cannibal the Musical for no reason whatsoever. And it was all referenced in this. Huh. It's wild. It's it's almost like watching um, Young Frankenstein and then the Basil Rathbone movie Son, Son of Frankenstein mm-hmm. because it is like a one, parallels. The parallels between the two are just so hmm. interesting. But uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds fun. It's it's pretty wild, and I mean, um, 
Alfred Packer ends up with that goofy looking weird goatee that uh, Trey <laughs> Parker gets in Cannibal. It's like, it's wild. It's 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 wild. It's the old quote: uh, "Good artists copy, great artists steal." Yes, that's what they've done here. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. So I uh, I watched that for the first time, and again, terrible movie, <laughs> but certainly worth a watch, especially if you've seen the yeah. the the far superior version that also has I, music. I think I remember reading about that. There, oh, they they cribbed a lot of stuff from a movie, but I didn't know yeah. exactly how. Oh, it was, yeah, yeah, it was very much, and I mean, a lot of their, their traveling and stuff was like down beat to beat, down, (laughs) down to the, yeah. Like how many musicals now are just something that already existed before, but they put a musical in it. Right. They were, they were ahead of their time time. on that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mean mean Girls the musical? No, you turn it made from TV movie into a musical. That's how it's done. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> Little Shop was a Little Roger Shop. Corman movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to I've actually wanted to go back and rewatch Little Shop. I've I've had the itch cuz I love that movie. And I've, apparently I've there is a director's cut of it, huh. which had a different ending. Oh yeah. It yeah. has the actual ending. The, the that real the show ending. Does. Yeah, it doesn't have the super happy ending. No. Everybody gets turned into plants at the end of yeah the musical. yeah they 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 take a million clippings and sell them in stores and it becomes a, a it's global... basically plant apocalypse basically <laughs> yeah yeah uh, I also watched um, uh, the Toxic Avenger I started at at work and quickly realized I forgot how not safe for work this movie is. <laughs> So I finished it at home. Yeah, just any trauma movie yeah. in general, you probably shouldn't watch. Probably it not. I I I was remembering all of the fun, uh, over the top gore scenes. Forgot about all of the all of the boobs. <laughs> yep. The movie is front loaded. It's front loaded. <laughs> front loaded with with boobs. Well, the whole thing takes place in a health club. Yeah. I mean, the original name of the movie was Health Club Horror. Like, that's why he's never called the Toxic Avenger within that first movie. He's just called the Monster Hero because it was supposed to be just a horror movie set at a health club. There's another schlocky horror movie set at a health club. Oh, Death Spa. Yeah, Death Spa. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good one. Did we see that at a bad movie night? Uh, We did. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, I think I watched it just by itself. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so Toxic Avenger still holds... I mean... It doesn't hold up, but it still kind of holds up if you're going into it going, okay, this is a bad film. You have to remember with any movie that has a bunch of boobs in it, you have to put yourself in the mind that they they didn't have the internet at the time. Uh This is the only way a lot of people could see a boob. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. It's true. And, and it sells. Yeah. Sex and gore sells. And Lloyd Kaufman, God bless him. He's, he's. The number one thing is sell your stuff. <laughs> Always be selling. Always be selling. Yes. But last thing, uh, Jordan and I actually did this uh, last weekend. We went to our first ever wrestling oh, show. Yeah, I was ask we about did. That. Yes. So, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, our our wrestling time, Jordan? Uh, it was fun. We went down to Ashland, Kentucky, to see the FTC. Uh, it turned out to be sort of their student show. Yeah, it ended up being uh, in conjunction with their uh, wrestling school down there. Mm-hmm. So uh, some of them were really good. There was a high schooler that definitely like has some potential. He had a whole bunch of fans in the oh, audience. Oh, that, that kid definitely did like um, 
The bolt. The bolt. Yeah, yes. the bolt. He was definitely like a gymnast or something that was getting into it because he was doing yes. back, full on backflips wow. and, and doing. Oh yeah, he flying like, off the rope and everything. He, he tight roped walked across the top of the rope. Wow. At some point, yeah, he it was did a cool. really good job. Did yeah. you find out if FTC stands for Federal Tussling Committee? I wish it did. No, it's <laughs> it's it. it <laughs> I hope that it does. I didn't yeah. ask anybody. Uh, I think it calls uh, it's a failure to comply. I think is what uh, it's called. But I do like the federal tussling commission. <laughs> commission. commission. Yeah, I like that one. But uh, but no, we saw a, a bunch of really good. Um, the heels, I think, were mm-hmm. some of the best. Oh yeah, they were fun. Yeah, uh, a couple of guys that came out that were like, oh, you know, larger than life. I'm the best, and you're the worst. And some of them could talk on the mic. Some of them ca- couldn't. Yeah, and then your friend Joe was the the main event. Joe, Joe was the main event. Turns out Joe is actually the owner of FTC mm-hmm. as well, and not just in story, but like in actuality. And he had a um, company versus career match as the highlight of the night, where if if Jock Sampson, the 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 the, the wrestling cowboy, beat him in the ring, he would get Joe's uh, company. He would yep. gain control of FTC, and Joe took a. Took a beating for a good while. He did, yeah. He really, yeah. He it was a cage match. It, it was, was their first cage match, from what I understand. He said he was a little nervous about it because they'd never done a cage match before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. But, I, but I Joe, would assume it's a lot like a regular match, except there's a cage around you. There is, mm-hmm. but, I mean, the cage is held up with cable straps and, like, uh, those... Um, Zip ties. Z- nylon straps that you would put on oh, your yeah, truck like or whatever. Strap, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Joe turned around. He won it. And uh, yeah, fired Jock Sampson. Yep. So thankfully, he retained control. He of re- his retained company. control of his company. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah. I actually want to try to get Joe on the show for, uh, oh, for an episode rad, or something. Yeah. yeah talk, talk about wrestling with him and stuff like that. It was. Get a real wrestleman on the show. Yeah. But uh, no, it was kind of funny. We. Uh, so uh, it was in this gym that was uh, next door to a church. And one of the wrestlers was uh, his gimmick was he was the apostle. So he came out in a black shirt, black pants, priest and collar, priest collar <laughs> on his on his black sleeveless shirt. Well, as it turns out, he was the reverend of the church next door <laughs> who was getting into wrestling. Nice. It was yeah. hilarious. He was good. He, I was, really he liked actually him. did a really nice job as well. Yeah. I, I feel like cutting a promo is a lot like giving a, a sermon a, a little sermon. bit. Yeah. 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 I, I can see the skill overlap. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So could I. But uh but no, they they had so they had a couple of uh they had a couple of lady wrestlers, uh Sarah Bubbles versus Lu- Lucy Lucy name. Loveless, I think was her name, something oh, okay. like that. Yeah, Sarah Bubbles was great. The kids loved her. The kids loved Sarah Bubbles. She was basically Jojo Siwa, the wrestler. Yep. <laughs> she had the side pony and everything. Nice. Yeah, she came out with uh, like bubble guns. Bubble guns. Filled the yeah. air with bubbles. It was great. Yep. We had, uh, was it the Masters of Seduction versus the Lifeguards? Yeah. yeah <laughs> and, and a tag match. Good. And at one point, that you know, the, one of the Lifeguards was getting beat up so bad. So the other Lifeguard grabbed one of those floaty, inflatable, like, safety things threw it out to him and pulled him halfway from the middle of the the ring over to the side to tag him out. <laughs> it was great. It was a good gimmick. It, it was really a really was. good gimmick. But overall, it was a really fun, you know. Um, yeah, if it wasn't a three-hour drive, I would say we I should would do it go again. more often. Yeah. It, yeah, it's a bit of a haul, but yeah. it was very cool. It was a, And it was a decent turn turnout mm-hmm. it, again it was just the school 
of the wrestling school. So it wasn't as it wasn't a huge crowd, but it was a really good sized crowd. And a lot yeah. of people were there having a great time uh, talking with Joey said their normal shows. They usually pull about 400 to 500 people. Not bad. Yeah. And, you know, that's right on the. So they they were in Ashland, Kentucky. They normally wrestle in um, Ironton, Ohio, which is right across the river. I mean, this is all right on the Ohio River. And I mean, for a smaller town like Ironton, that's, you know, 400, 500 people is. That's the whole town. <laughs> that's a really good turnout. No, I mean, it's a really good turnout. But uh, no, we we had a great time. We found a, a taco place called Suplex Tacos. It's thematically appropriate yeah, and all yeah. delicious. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh, so and we also stopped in Portsmouth and saw a giant mural down there. Yeah, um, I got involved with the Mansfield Mural Group because of a documentary I saw about the Portsmouth murals that they showed at the Renaissance Theater. So we got to stop and see those in real life. And it's it like was, a mile long or something like that. Wow. Uh, it's It was several city blocks. So it was probably at least half a mile. At least a half mile, not yeah. a whole mile, yeah. It was like, painted on the back of a flood wall. Is that right? Something yeah, like that? Yep, it's a flood wall because they're right there on the river. Oh, it's like the, they have one at uh, Point Pleasant. Yep, uh, Mothman Town. They have we, a big, long one. We almost went to Point Pleasant. We were down in that area. We were we were yeah, about just an hour away. about an hour away oh, from Point it's, Pleasant. It's yeah. worth it. It's it's a cool little town. But yeah, we, it was a good yeah. time. Yeah, we ended up driving to. Uh, we were actually in West Virginia briefly. We stood. Yeah, we we went to a park right on the point. So we were standing in West Virginia on the river, looking at Ohio on one side and Kentucky on the other. <laughs> nice. It was pretty cool. It was neat. Yeah, it was really, really cool. I always forget that Hillbilly Hot Dogs is there when we go to Mothman. I want to try that place. They have crazy hot dogs. Yeah, they were on uh, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Ducks. That nice. yeah, sounds like a place that yeah. would be on <laughs> Triple D. It's a hot dog place inside of a bus. Of yeah. course, it would yeah. be on Triple D. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey everybody! Coffee, it's a going hot dog on a bus. Pretty much, that's it. You saw the episode, right? Yeah, there. that's it. Yeah, don't put eggs on it, man. I hate eggs. <laughs> he does hate eggs. He does hate eggs. We've watched enough Triple D. It's it's weird. I don't, you know, we don't have cable. Nope. But whenever we're in hotels, it's almost a tradition now. The TV is locked onto the Food Network, <laughs> and somehow it's always and somehow it's always on. It's always on. I feel like a lot of times we end up watching ghost yeah. shows when we're in oh, nice. Ghost <laughs> Adventures. Yeah, like some yeah, Ghost Adventures or the the other one. What's the other one called with taps? The one without Zach Baggins. Yeah, the one that doesn't uh, have does it even exists anymore. I don't know. Probably not. We need to all make a trip to Point Pleasant. Yeah. Absolutely. That'd yeah. be fun. That would be great. Nerd Overload goes and visits the, visits the Mothman, the Mothman. Yeah. Museum. Yeah, absolutely. I haven't, I haven't been to the museum itself oh, since right. the first time we went. Cause, oh, yeah. Because during the festival, there's don't go to the museum then because mm-hmm. you're going to wait in line all the way around the block. Like, sure. Make a separate trip for the museum. Yeah, I've been there, but I've never been inside the museum. I've just seen like the statue and the bridge and stuff. And like, it's a cute town. It, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's actually like really like grown in the last few years. Like there's oh, a cool. ton of little shops now. Yeah, nice. on the main street. Oh, fantastic! That's awesome. Yeah. Did we did we talk about the fest when we? Went I don't to think the you fest? did. No, we did go to the Mothman Festival last month when it happened. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, it it was very nice. We went on Sunday, so it was the last day. 
Um, and it was also like a little bit drizzly. Like it okay. was it wasn't full on raining. It was like a mist. Mm-hmm. So the crowds were manageable. Nice. Uh, which is better than the last time we went, and it was absolutely nuts. <laughs> like Ninety degrees and just wall to wall people. Yeah. Oh. So, the, so this time was a little easier to deal with. Um, but there's tons of fun vendors with fun like Mothman encrypted stuff to buy. Um, I had I had a delicious smoked bologna and hot mustard sandwich. Ooh, nice. Ooh. That does sound good. Yeah, it was really good. We, I was looking everywhere for a pepperoni roll. Because that's what you eat in West Virginia, <laughs> but nobody, nobody had them. Nobody had them, really. You, you would think they'd have them right there, I didn't all realize, over the place. I didn't realize that was a West Virginia thing. Yep. Right. Pepperoni rolls in Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> Glad it was a good time. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, we saw the statue. Did the did the stuff you do? Yeah. All right. Hey, let's take a break, and when we come back, we will get into some news. The marketing department at WZMO suggested I do a new cutting-edge promo for long play. You know, short, quick, concise, to the point. Yeah, here goes. You're invited to tune in to long play Friday night at 11, Saturday afternoon at 3. Great music, fantastic host, often referred to as the Casey Kasem of Marion. Full albums, front to back, here on WZMO. Whew, did it. Finished before I got cut off. Hey, we're back from the break. Let's get into some news. Oh, oh, I think Taylor is Taylor Swift here. She might be. Oh, oh, no, 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 never mind. She doesn't want to. She's being a little shy today. Doesn't want to get on the mic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is that what that's what it is? Okay. All right. So, hey, let's talk about some things. Uh, First up, uh, I want to talk about this. Animal Crossing Legos. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. All we've se- all they showed was minifigures. Yeah. Of, of several, like a lot of the characters. And not just all the named, like, popular. I mean, they were all kind of the popular characters. But th- there's just villagers. But there like, are some that are just villagers. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not all, like, the the people who do things the for you. Yeah. Although they're... The the Isabel uh, minifig look great. Yes. Um, some of the other ones are kind of some of them are weird, a little rough, a little weird looking. I think Tom Nook looks a little weird. Yeah. Well, Tom Nook's gonna look a little weird anyway. Yeah. Like the the proportions are not the same because they're they just went traditional minifigure with this one with molded head. Yeah. Um, which I'm actually happy with. I think I like that idea a little more than the uh, the Mario Lego sets where they have like the weird. The boxy, the, the boxy like, bodies. I don't yeah. think that would work with with the Animal Crossing sets, but I'm excited to see what they do with those sets. See what kind of sets they they make. There's got to be a, a Nooks uh, store, right? Yeah, yeah. the museum. The, the... Maybe a museum. Yeah. Oh, the mu- there's so many cool things they could do with the museum set. I feel like. Yeah, well, and, yeah they could probably do all three wings of the museum and the little coffee shop. And... They could do the co- yeah. They could do the coffee shop. Well, anything that you could do with a regular town set, you could do with Animal That's Crossing. True. And for that matter, if you want a, to make your giant Animal Crossing town and, and can't make the specific buildings, just buy regular town buildings. Yeah. It'll work. <laughs> a little Brewster's would be really cute. Oh, though. that would be really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like the, the clothing store would be cute. Mm-hmm. They could actually probably even expand into that, uh, the expansion pack where you do like, I designed a hotel. Oh, I here's the island set. Office. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
yeah, oh, yeah. that would be really cool. They could do like they did with the Mario Legos and have that set that like isn't any specific thing. It's a bunch of parts to make sure. your own. So they could do that with Animal Crossing, like a house. Oh so, yeah, like, sure, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, I just hope it they that this announcement isn't just for blind bag figs. Oh, that would that would be a huge disappointment. It would a, a waste of the franchise. Yeah, yeah. Plus, how. how so everybody loves a different Animal Crossing character. Like everybody has their favorite villager. How are they going to make everybody happy? Are they going to create 400 some odd <laughs> different villagers for you to collect? I hope they have an octopus one. The I octopus like the one octopus would be good. Characters. Yeah. Octavian would be good. Yeah. Or yeah. Zucker or whatever. I'm Maybe so- they'll just pick one of each of the... Like how there's a Types. bunny and there's yeah. a bear and yeah. whatever. Like they'll just pick the most. Oh, they'll have to put Raymond, the the cat with the heterochromia. I was shocked that Raymond wasn't part of the initial. Yeah. Well, Marshall was there though, and everybody loves that little squirrel, <laughs> that little grumpy squirrel for some reason. But no, they. I recognize the couple of villagers that they have in there. They have the the um, unicorn. What's his name? I I'm not sure what his name is. I like the bunny. The bunny's good. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, but no, it's it looks like it's going to be a fun set. Was Captain yeah. in there? I think Captain might have been in there. Yeah, I, I want Captain's boat. I would buy that. That would be cool. Yeah, yep. Like Captain's boat with like a little like island that you go to and and can and play with it or whatever. That would be neat. So so yeah, we have that. Um, what other things do we want to talk about? We have a handful of Pokemon stuff. We do like, actually, like yeah, weird, that's true. Weirdly large amount of like small Pokemon stories. Yeah, it's like <laughs> a lot of little stuff. Yeah. Uh, the biggest one was that live action show that they're doing in Japan. That's not a live action Pokemon in the way you would think. No. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting twist on this one. It's about a girl who starts a new job, and she's also obsessed with the original Pokemon. Like Game Boy games. Yeah. And it kind of compares her life with playing through that game and and the way she sees things through her her Pokemon. Uh, like hyper fixation. Kind yeah. Hyper fixation. It's hmm. like it's like great attorney woo. If you've ever watched that series, except instead of whales, it's Pokemon. <laughs> That's interesting. Attorney Woo is a great show, yeah. by the way. It's it's a Korean legal drama about a, a girl who has autism and is a lawyer. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Um, you know what? I actually, yes, I have heard of that because, um, so the good doctor was based on a Korean show about a autistic person who was a doctor and they tried to spin off the American good doctor with the good lawyer. And it was it was attorney. Woo. It was a turn. It was it was attorney woo Americanized, and they're using it as a spinoff for this. Hmm. Yeah, I so I have heard of that. It actually also reminds me of uh, because everything goes back to Power Rangers. Eventually, there is a Japanese show called Tokusatsu Gaga Ga, and it's about a girl who is trying to make it through life, but is obsessed with this uh, Power Rangers esque TV show, but is like an adult. And you have like, oh, you're an adult who enjoys this stuff. And it's very. There's a couple Japanese shows. There was they did one for Final Fantasy, either 11 or 14. One of the online ones Mm -hmm. about a father and son connecting through playing the game. And that's you know what this that kind of media is kind of cool. Yeah, it's a it's a different way to look at at adapting a 
game franchise like that into a yeah show, you don't like, always have to have the literal adaptation for things you can all you can have it be a fictional bit of media within a other setting and have it be around it and that's kind of that is cool it's cool so the other uh pokemon thing uh and you guys can tell me a little more about this one as well there is uh something going on at the van gogh museum yeah, the van gogh museum had special pokemon merchandise and a a Van Gogh Pokemon card that was available for their uh, special exhibit they were doing or something like mm-hmm. that. And people went absolutely nuts there. Yeah. Like I, I showed you guys a video of the crowds just going wild for this Pokemon merch that they were probably going to eBay for exorbitant amounts of money. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but yeah. the, apparently the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam, I think it's in Amsterdam, Yeah, was not prepared for this situation, which they really should have been it's pokemon yeah uh i heard a thing where you were able to order prints like the van gogh prints online through the pokemon company and you would get a free the card for with any purchase which is a very cute van gogh pikachu it is yeah it's based off of the man in the gray hat one of his paintings is that jordan you are you're a a van gogh you do art I do art, therefore know all things about art. Well, you know Van Gogh as well. It's definitely based on one of his self-portraits. I forget the name of the painting. Yeah. But But, uh, apparently both the Van Gogh merchandise and the Pikachu were sold out within minutes of, within like a minute or two of it opening online. These people got to learn by this point that people are going to go nuts for anything with Pokemon on it. And Uh especially... Crossover... Especially a card. In card game stuff, people go nuts. Oh, sure. That Disney card game that just came out, they can't keep it in stock. They're already like... I've heard that card game's actually pretty good I'd like to try it. Yeah. Well, plus the Pokemon stuff is so cute. Like, they did the the one that was the Pikachu. They did one of uh, Van Gogh's Sunflowers with... uh, I forget the name of that. Sunflora. Sunflora, yeah. Which basically is a sunflower, but he's stuffed in there, and that one was pretty adorable. He's got a goofy-looking face on him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's got a goofy face. But yeah, they did such a nice job like making the merch. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's really Why great it's... merch. Yeah. And they mimicked his style just enough to make it it mm-hmm. looks right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, except Pikachu had both ears. <laughs> kind of <laughs> missed the mark on that one <laughs> oh, no. a little bit. But I'm bummed. All right, next up. Uh, okay, so we actually have a couple of movie trailers we could talk about. Um, first up is uh, Silent Night, which is a holiday, kind of holiday theme. It's, it's John Woo's Christmas movie. Yeah, it's John Woo's Christmas movie. But the twist is there is no dialogue. The uh, a guy is, what was the plot? Well, it looked as though, and I mean, with no, without, you know, I'm just guessing at it. It looks like... Um, one year before Christmas, um, gang activity happens and a guy, uh, is injured and his son is, is his young son is killed. Um, so one year later around Christmas, the following year, the guy takes bloody revenge. It's a very action bloody movie, but one of the plot points is the guy, gets shot in the neck and he has his voice box taken out. So there is a reason why he also cannot speak. It's not just that there's no dialogue in the movie. Like there is an in-universe reason for it, it looks like. Hmm. But I think it's a really interesting idea 
to have an action movie where there is just no dialogue. It's all show, not tell. Nobody goes to a John Woo movie for the dialogue, so why not uh, take it out? Very true. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. John Woo is a great director. Dialogue's not his <laughs> Dialogue's not his bag. But it looks really interesting. It's uh stars uh, uh Andrew Kinneman, I think his name is. He uh was in the Robocop reboot, and he was also Rick Flagg in the um uh Suicide Squad movies. Which, which one? Both. Both. Okay. Yeah. He's one of the few that, that crossed. Yeah. He he was the main, he was like the main government liaison oh, in the first right. one. And he fights John Cena and is taken out relatively early in the second one. Wasn't there just a movie that came out last year that was called Violent Night? Which was oh, also. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Where Santa Claus has to save a family from a. Yeah. Home invasion. From a home invasion. Yeah. yeah. David Harbour played. We were planned on watching it, never did. We never did, yeah. Yeah, so maybe this year. Perhaps. I, I can't remember if it's supposed to be good or not. I, I mean, I'm sure it's fine. It looked kind of funny. Yeah. It looked funny, but yeah. Uh, so we have that, and uh, we just kind of let the trailers roll while we were kind of gathering our news and came across a new um, kind of... I, I don't know if it's supernatural or like horror or what it's going to be, but like thriller or I don't know. But it's from A24, and they make good stuff. And it's called Dream Scenario with everyone's favorite actor, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> the, the world's greatest actor, Nick Cage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he uh, plays a bald, a bald dude who keeps showing up in people's dreams like for some reason. Like the most unassuming man. Yeah. Yeah, and everyone just, he just shows up in people's dreams. Well, it reminds me of that meme image that, have you seen this man? And it's just like an unassuming picture of a man. Like, have you seen this man in your dreams? Yeah. Like, I think it was a creepypasta too, maybe. But maybe that's what this is based it on. It might be what know. it's based on. Yeah. If not, it was clearly like inspired by it, maybe. Sure, sure. But yeah, he, he just, you know, and he's not, uh, Nicolas Cage is not doing anything to cause him to show up in people's dreams, at least from what we could tell from the trailers. It's just a phenomenon that's happening. And he kind of becomes kind of, First off, become first becomes kind of famous for it, and then the dream cage starts attacking people in their dreams, and not like killing them or whatever. It just starts doing not cool stuff in their dreams. Uh, yeah, and, and they're kind of taking it out on real life cage. I guess it seems interesting. Yeah, I, I'd watch this movie. It's a good concept. Yeah, yeah, a real thinker. He, I don't know. He's gonna bring that that uh pig energy i hope so because that is that is a fantastic yeah, that movie. Is a great movie yeah people give him a lot of crap for taking a like a million and one roles and they go oh well it's nicholas cage it's going to be kind of hacky jokey pig was great <laughs> and the uh the unbearable weight of massive talent was also uh, i need to watch that also very good I, yeah i even liked him in willie's wonderland willie's wonderland was fine it had it had its faults and it's extremely low budget but like I think it's going to be just as enjoyable, if not more so, than the actual Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Oh, I think, it, I think it'll be better than Five Nights at Freddy's. And uh, Nick Cage really, like, he made the, the character he was playing in that movie was so odd. Yeah. That it made it interesting. Yeah. Well, it's like he's finally found his niche of, like, I play these weirdos in yeah. films, and he does a good job when that's who he is. Like, yeah. His absolute need to always take appropriate breaks 
during Willy's Wonderland mm-hmm. was so funny. Was very, very good. <laughs> and his almost sexual-like attraction to pinball. He loved that pinball machine. Yeah. Uh, uh, but speaking of Five Nights at Freddy's. Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. There's a trailer for that with uh, Josh Hutcherson. Oh, that's who that that's was. That's who that was. Kind of mumbling oh, his gosh. way through the... yeah security guard role yeah his face looked familiar i totally did not place him when we were watching yeah well you probably didn't recognize him because he didn't paint himself up like a rock or a cake no i wouldn't know him from that oh you wouldn't know him from the hunger games no okay that's what he was that was his pita's gimmick in the hunger games was he painted himself like a rock because he was good at designing cakes yeah because that that skill set carries over (laughs) i've I've made so many cakes that look just like a rock i cannot even (laughs) (laughs) but yeah the five nights of freddy's i mean it looked visually looks cool the puppets they built for the animatronics are great they're like dead on how they look in the games like they couldn't have did a better job but I have a sneaking suspicion that this movie is going to be an absolute garbage. I kind of am feeling it um, a little bit. Yeah. Based on the fact, one, that it's releasing in theaters and on Peacock at the same time. And two, it's been in like development hell forever because Scott Cawthorn, the guy that created the games, mm-hmm. has been really precious about every script that goes by. He, he really kind of has. And he's, he's got his nose too deep into it, and he's not a guy that makes movies. Yeah. He's a guy that made an interesting game and got lucky. Got lucky <laughs> and then continued to make inter- make games based off that one interesting game. Yeah. To diminishing of returns, yeah. I feel. Um. I wouldn't be surprised if Willy's Wonderland was a failed um, oh, Five absolutely. Nights there, script. There are more than one movie that got released that was a failed Five Nights at Freddy's Oh, was that? Oh, uh, you know what? The uh, Banana Splits. Was I'm pretty that a, sure that was. Yeah, because that had a very Five Nights. And um, like The Hug, I think, is one the of hug, them. The Hug, sure. And then yeah. like Willy's Wonderland. Yeah. Uh, that's how, that's what a pain he was. That's how precious he was about the script for this movie that... There was at least three other scripts that were good enough to get made. Yeah, that they didn't use. He was so precious with it that he is now not the forefather of the this type of movie. He's now and also ran with them. Yeah, like he couldn't beat the. He wasn't the first one to make a movie about a a, a killer mascot or whatever animatronic animatronic or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a feeling it's not going to be very good, but it's going to make a million billion oh, yeah. dollars. And there's several books that he had his hands in based yeah. on the lore of the game, and I've heard nothing lore. good about any of those. The lore of the game. Yeah. It's killer animatronics. Yeah, and the lore is not very good. It's not. <laughs> it's like once you start putting thought into it for more than five seconds, like, yeah, yeah maybe... Maybe it was better as just a game. That and he told it in kind of a mystery box, like J.J. Abrams mystery box kind of way. And once you've opened that box, it's like, oh, that, oh, that's lame. (laughs) That's, that's not clever. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, uh, let's see. Last thing here. uh, The Knights, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic was supposedly going to be getting a, um, Reboot or a remake. Yeah, a big time remaster. Remaster, that's the term. Yeah. Remaster. I can't remember who. No, remaster is when you um, just like up res the graphics. Okay. Yeah. 
so this was, I guess, technically a remake. Yeah. Technically a remake. Okay. But, uh, well, anyway, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Sony has since deleted the the video on YouTube of the reveal of the game. And oh. and all the tweets based on talking about the, the reveal of the game. So it's not going to happen. Yeah. 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 Which is a shame because the original game is like very good. Mm-hmm. It, it's one of the like top three best Star Wars games they they ever did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the number one was, of course, Star Wars uh, Episode One Racer. Oh, see, I, Star Wars Dark Forces <laughs> is my favorite Star Wars game. But it doesn't let you hold two Nintendo 64 controllers. Exactly. As if they were pod racer. <laughs> yeah. So it does have that against it. I know. I said, now this is pod racing when I played it. <laughs> yeah. Played it. And the, and the remake of that is actually a lot of fun because it's on the Switch and you can use both Joy-Cons. Oh, nice. As the, nice. As the reins, cool. essentially. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, it's kind of a shame that that KOTOR is not going to be looking like it's not going to be a thing. It it was going to be a big, good exclusive for Sony to have. Yeah. But it's gone the way of like that Vampire the Masquerade game. Oh, yeah, that one. Or that System Shock 3. Uh Uh-huh. They just kind of disappear into the aether. Yep, yep. And the way that every video game studio on the face of the earth has been having massive layoffs lately. Yeah, that's a whole... It's not surprising that these games are just disappearing. It's a shame that they're disappearing and everything, but eventually these layoffs and whatnot will lead to people who are very talented making spiritual sequels and successors and things like that. I really feel... I mean, it's it's tough. You never want to see people lose their job, it's but like, like it's like did did they like throw a bunch of money at video games during COVID? Did they think yes. is that what it was? Yes. And then they're like, this is gonna last forever. Ex- yeah, of course. That, no, doesn't. that's exactly what they did. <laughs> I mean, that's why we're getting so many farm sims, farming simulations, and like you know, Fay Farm and whatever uh, yeah. else, because all these games take about three years in development. And we were in COVID time, lockdown <laughs> times and Animal Crossing hit really hard. So everybody else was like, yeah. well, let's let's people, people wanted want to, this. People wanted to play those games a lot more then than they do now. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now that we are able to leave our house. Yeah. Now that you can have a garden. Well, I guess you could have a garden outside before, but like, sure. still now yeah. that you can leave your house easily, it's not as appealing to. I don't know, build a uh, Animal Crossing bridge. Yeah. <laughs> Although that game's still fun, though. Still it enjoy is. it. Yeah. I'm still a fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So we have a little bit of time here left. So um, Galaxy Con Columbus, which used to be uh, Wizard World Con Columbus, which used to be Mid Ohio Con. It's weird that you this can go way back. I was at the last Mid Ohio Con. That's the one that uh, that my buddy Ron and I went to years ago. The first con I went to uh, was a Mid Ohio Con. But Galaxy Con has um, released their list of celebrities and other whatnot that will be appearing, and we thought we'd take a minute and kind of read through them a little bit, kind of see who all's gonna be there it's crazy stacked like i've never There's seen a, a con with yeah. this many good guests at it it's it's kind of wild yeah let me uh let me pull up the list here so that we it's gonna be so crowded oh my gosh it's yeah it's gonna be a nightmare 
But if they want to send us uh, some passes, press passes, <laughs> you know, they could do that. I mean, we'll see what we could do, you know. All right. So, I mean, we're not going to read through the entire list because that would just be us reading a bunch of names. But instead, <laughs> we're going to read a bunch of names. <laughs> oh, man. Paula Abdul is going to be Paula there. Paula Abdul is going to be there. The question is, will someone show up dressed as MC Scat Cat? Oh, I was thought you were just going to say, will MC Scat Cat be there? Costumes are high are high quality enough. Someone will be there um, as MC Scat Cat and get their picture taken with Paula is, Abdul. Is he a VTuber? Is he, MC Scat Cat a VTuber? I mean, technically, he might be. <laughs> so we have some of the mainstays, like Shatner's going to be there. He's at a lot of these these days. We have uh, it's a lot of like groupings of like media. So like Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio from. The from uh, She-Hulk, from <laughs> she, yeah, from everyone's favorite She-Hulk, Daredevil from She-Hulk. Yeah, uh, they're going to be there. Evangeline Lilly uh, from the uh, she was the Wasp. She was in Marvel movies. Um, let's see what what else do we have? Some cool folks. <laughs> no Ant Man. Can you imagine if Paul Rudd was at a convention? <sighs> you know, someday, someday he will. Someday he will. But yeah, that would be pretty wild. <laughs> Scott Patterson, one of the Gilmore Girls, is going to be there. The boy Gilmore Girl. <laughs> the Gilmore Boy. The Gilmore, Gilmore Boy. boy. <laughs> okay, yeah. cool, cool. Right on. Oh, uh, we can go meet everyone's favorite surly man, Joel McHale. I feel like he would be mean to you. I think he would. <laughs> I kind of think he would. Like when you get a caricature drawn and they just like accentuate your worst feature, Joel McHale would just be like, oh, your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would he actually be mean to you or would you be disappointed if he wasn't mean to you? <laughs> Joel McHale seems like I don't want to say he seems like Chevy Chase because Chevy Chase is a real horse's rear end from what I hear, but allegedly. Uh, no. <laughs> no, we don't have to say that for Chevy Chase. <laughs> All right, fair. No, it's it's well documented. But Joel McHale gives me those similar vibes, I guess. I don't know. Um, speaking of Gilmore Girls, Sean Gunn is also going to be there, who was Craglin in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. He was on Gilmore Girls. He was. Yeah. I know I know things I, about the Gilmores. And, and yes. Michael Rooker, though, also. Michael from, Rooker, yes. Yeah, from Galaxy. Nope, not Galaxy Quest. Yeah, I wish he was in Galaxy that Quest. Would be That'd be great. great. Guardians of the Galaxy Quest. Thank there you. we go. That one. He is at every con, but is a whole lot of fun he's at every a, con. He's a delight. Yeah. yeah. We, we sat and watched a uh, panel of his years ago. I think it was at a, a Cleveland con, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, there's a gaggle of Star Trek folk, as per usual. A lot of a lot of next gen this year. Yeah. Believe and it or not. Walter Koning, who, who you should see before he dies. His own, his <laughs> own words. His, yes. His own words, not mine. No, yes. That was his own words in one of his own promos. Come see me before I die. <laughs> uh, we have everyone's favorite Stephen Amell from The Arrow. Yeah, everybody loves working with him. Oh, yeah. He sure <laughs> does love supporting the, the Writers and Actors Guilds. <laughs> Although, Although he does, he has told my favorite story about being a celebrity at cons. Said he 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 said he makes more money going to cons than he ever did doing Arrow. He it's the only place he knows where he can uh, walk into a con and walk out with trash bags full of twenties. Wow! <laughs> like that's how he, like 
he doesn't need to work again because he just does the con circuit. Well, will they have to keep him and Grant Gustin? What's his last? Grant Gustin. Like, will they not want to be around each other? I wonder. Oh, for the right price, they'll want to be around each other. <laughs> uh, let's see. We have a few more folks here. Jeffrey Combs, Reanimator. Yes, yes from my favorite film, Reanimator. Also. Um, Guillermo from uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah. He was also the question in the Justice League animated show, which I think was one of my favorite characters on that show. Yeah. Also, <laughs> Harvey Gein. Yeah, Harvey Gein. He's also Nightwing on Harley Quinn. Oh, oh, is he? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize he was Nightwing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Guillermo, yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Harvey, how do you say his last name? Gein. 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 Okay, yeah. Uh, let's see. He seems we- like such a good dude. Like if you follow him on the social medias or on like the what we do in the shadows behind the scenes TikTok, mm-hmm. like he he seems like a cool guy. Yeah. Oh, we have some of the Boy Meets World characters. I mean, actors portraying the characters. <laughs> Everybody but the boy. Everybody but the boy. It's the it's the Boy Meets World minus boy. <laughs> uh, no, a couple more highlights because we're getting close on time. Steve from Blue's Clues, famously not dead. The real Steve. And will be there. The Prime Steve. Steve Prime. I think they're still working on that movie as well, where he, where all of the Steves are together in one big two-hour Blue's Clue. <laughs> uh, Austin St. John, who cares? <laughs> Listen, I could say that because I'm a Power Rangers fan and he is a criminal. <laughs> He can't leave the country legally. Legally, and that's not allegedly. Yeah. Also, real thing. He got in trouble for some. Uh, lo- some what was the PPP loans? Uh, yeah, some. Uh, some PPP loans. Some PPP loans. <laughs> that's yeah. we're leaving it right with that. That's what uh, they're called. As far as voice actors go, Tara Strong, who's always great. Uh, Peter Cullen, so you can meet Optimus Prime. Um, yeah. Christina V. Christina V. Yeah, she's done a million things. All of them great. All of them great. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh! The Invader Zim crew. The you got the creator Jonan Vasquez, who I've never seen appear at any sort of con anywhere. Yeah, um, I'm sure he did one. Does them in California? I'm or sure something. somewhere. Yeah, but I've never seen him anywhere near here. And also Richard Horvitz, who is Zim, who is a great. I've met him. He's great. Very nice guy. And uh, Ricky Simmons. Ricky Simmons, who is Gur, and also a good comic artist yep uh we have a few they actually have comic creators showing up to this thing which is great uh dan parent if you if you love archie yeah you could he could draw you an archie uh guy yep draw you your favorite riverdale character <laughs> like in the way they're supposed to look yes oh what if you gave him like a screenshot of like a of a bad scene from the Riverdale cart like a- live action and said can you draw this with the Riverdale people oh, in like would, that style that, that would, would actually be, be kind of cool that'd be rad that would actually be kind of cool I want him to draw me a picture of um Hiram Lodge and Archie fist fighting and boxing <laughs> yeah but yes. but in the, in the Archie style. style yes yes uh let's see we have Ron Mars and I actually also thought I had seen yeah Daryl Banks Daryl Banks is actually a local guy. He's from Columbus. Uh, they, uh, so Ron Mars is a, a comic writer. He's been a comic writer forever. Um, their big claim to fame, at least in this sense, with the two of them together, is um, Green Lantern. He, they created Kyle Rayner. 
And oh wow! Yeah, that the first I want to say the first hundred or so issues after the death of Hal Jordan and the introduction of Kyle Rayner, it was them. It was just that team. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. I always want Babs Tar to be at one of these. That would be awesome. That would be very cool. I, w- I would like to meet Babs Tar yeah, as well. She seems not. kind of rad. Tony Isabella will be there in theory. I still have never met him. He is he is it, like the Sasquatch. His name is so familiar. What did he do? Well, he did Black uh, Black Lightning. Okay. And he's also that that uh, story where every time I go to a convention and walk past Tony Isabella's booth, he's not there. Like, I've never seen him at his own booth ever <laughs> in the, you know, almost 20 some odd years of going to cons. Yeah, it's too bad the funky Winker Bean guy's not going to be there to be sad. <laughs> yeah, right. That was another no, one of your con stories. That was another one of my con stories. Yeah, yeah. Uh, crankshaft also. He does that. He one. does crankshaft as well. Okay. And we have some pro wrestlers here as well. Because there's always got to be pro wrestlers. I'm actually, I'm actually legitimately excited to meet, uh, to see Mick Foley. He, the more I get into like the history of, of professional wrestling, um, he just seems like a solid guy. Mm-hmm. He does seem like yeah. a nice dude. In a nice dude, very well spoken, very like in a world of questionable personalities. Speaking yeah. of questionable people, Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> Will Mick Foley bring Mister Sacco? I hope so. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes, but only if he's dressed as Mankind and not yeah. his other characters, Cactus Jack or Dude Love. Dude. <laughs> yeah. He was his own stable of wrestlers called the Faces of Foley. <laughs> yeah, nice. there was there was a, uh, what was it, a 30-man or 40-man tag match where he came in as Mankind, was knocked out, left, came back as Dude Love, got in the <laughs> ring, got knocked out. Then came back as Cactus Jack, got knocked out. Oh, oh you know those wrestle empire wrestling empire streams that Pat Gill from yeah, Polygon does. Yeah, did you see the finale of? Them? I did. Oh my god, it was wild. Oh, it was great. <laughs> he, he got like every character they had that created ever created in the game uh-huh. and had them all fight at the same time. It was it was unreal. Well. Well, come Susser Todd from Evangelion played in the background. <laughs> yeah, and the ring good. and the ring was full of burning wheelchairs. <laughs> burning wheelchairs. <laughs> wheelchairs and bombs matches. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty wild. But uh but yeah, you know, Ric Flair, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that guy freaks me out. Samantha, we have your favorite. Sergeant Slaughter. Sergeant Slaughter. Your My favorite, favorite G.I. Joe. Yeah, your favorite wrestler who's also a G.I. Joe. <laughs> oh. All right. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for the week. So we should go ahead and wrap things up. You have been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can also check us out on various social medias, such as Facebook, Twitch, Instagram, and Patreon at Nerd Overload Now. You can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. And you can also give us a call on the Nerd Overload hotline. The number is 419-561-5556. Leave us a message and we'll play it on the show. That's right. You can also find us on various podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and more. And finally, I'd like to thank our special guest, Jordan Taylor, hey, for being for here. Me. It was a great time. Thank you yeah. for filling in. Yeah. Um, I'd also like to thank Parker, uh, future guest of the show, for uh, manning the Facebook page for us. 
And finally, David Pencil, for the use of our intro and outro, you can find more of his stuff at davidpencil.com. So again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Peace out. <laughs>